the ushering, the offering, the ushers for the offering up, and we'll just spend some time in prayer together as a church. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that we have in these next moments to hear about the work that you're doing all across the world. God, as our missions team is ready to come up and present, I know that it's not always the easiest thing to come up and and to talk in front of people. And so I pray that they would have clarity of thought and that they would just show their passion and their excitement uh, for this topic of missions. And that later as we open scripture to consider what the calling of missions is, just pray that you would give us wisdom, that we would understand what your word says to us. God, as we have just sung praises to you, God, our hearts cry is that you would receive honor and glory from us, that you alone are worthy of praise. And whether we sing one song, two songs, or ten songs, is, is we lift that up to you, crying out because we need you. Because through you alone do we have hope and meaning and purpose. God, we thank you for this upcoming season, this Advent season that's just just around the corner here. We pray that we might have great opportunities through this Christmas season, first to honor you with how we live and act, but that we would also have opportunity to share your love with people in our community. That they would have hearts open and receptive to hearing who this Jesus was and why he came to this earth and why over 2,000 years later we continue to celebrate that. God, we pray for those in our church family here who were unable to make it this morning, whether that's due to travel or health or whatever other reasons might be. We pray for each of them that they would know your love and your care this morning. If they're hurting, we pray that you would comfort them. If they're grieving, we pray that you would give them hope. If they're at home ill and fighting sickness and and feeling run down and discouraged, we pray that you would give them the energy that they need. And that ultimately that you would bring them to health. God, for those of us this morning, and this is probably most of us who have unique challenges and difficulties facing us when we get home, or when we get back to work. We pray that you would give us great wisdom to know how to deal with those situations. That we wouldn't rely on our own strength, but that we would rely on the strength that you provide through the Holy Spirit. God, as we think of our world and all the wars that are being fought and the conflicts that exist, God, we are reminded again that only in you do we find peace. And so, God, we do pray for those nations who are fighting. We pray for those that are affected by war, for those, especially those children who don't understand what's happening. Pray that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would be able to bring peace amidst such conflict. God, as we even think of our own little corner here, is when we look up and we see, we can think paradise. But when we look internally, the problems follow us no matter where we go. And so may we lift those problems up to you. Would we lay everything at the foot of the cross this morning? Would we not try to carry the burdens that we have, but would we give them over to you?
And of course, God as well, we pray for those in the world who want to meet, who want to gather as church family and yet are being stopped by regulations and rules and governments. There are many in places of the world that don't have the opportunity that we do right now. So God, first and foremost, we pray for them that they might feel part of the church, that they might know that they are your sons and daughters. That even if they gather in very small numbers, that they gather together for you. But God, we do pray that they would have opportunity to worship together as church this morning. And for us in this context, would, would that reality for others, would it impact us? Would we remember how special of an honor it is that we get to come together every week, that we don't have to fear? But would you also remind us of the importance of gathering together, lifting each other up, praying for one another, caring for one another, and studying your word, which is truth? So God, in these next moments as we shift and as we focus on bringing the gospel to the world, far and near. God, I pray that you would open our hearts to hear, that you would renew a passion within us, that we would respond to whatever calling that you give us this morning. For our tithes and our offerings now that we're going to give to you, God, we give to you not out of obligation or out of duty because we want your church to thrive. We want ministry to happen here in the valley and across the world. And so, God, we give to you because you are worthy. Would you take it and would you multiply it? Would you use it for your kingdom's work, for your honor, for your glory, not for our own? God, be with us in these next moments now. Amen. Missions team, come on up. everybody. Can you hear me? So as you probably all know, this is Jeanette and I'm Debbie and we are the missions team here at Bound Carter Church. So I just want to start by um, reading what is missions. Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe that all I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so the little takeaway that we have from this is that uh, it's the go and the teach part of it, and that's what our missions sort of concentrates on. And uh, so what our missionaries are from, all our missionaries are from Canada, but they go, we have them from the south, Pacific Ocean to the Caribbean Sea is where our missionaries are far and wide from. And um, I, we also have one missionary in northern Canada in, in Whitehorse. So, Jeanette. Okay, so it's my turn. So, <laughs> so at home, many of you know here in Banff, we partner with a few organizations. Ryan at the back there is our go-to guy to pick up our um, bread from the um, food Alliance. Oh, you can't hear me? Is that better? What's well, way too loud? 
I'm trying to be slow because I know no one really understands what I say. So, <laughs> sorry. So I'll start again and say, Ryan at the back, we like to partner with um, other groups in, within our community here in Banff. We partner with the town of Canmore, as many of us, as you know. We also partner with the Banff Food Bank on Tuesdays. And Ryan is our go-to guy um, to pick up the bread from Alana at the food resource to bring to church every Tuesday um, to help feed those who come in for soup. So, so um, anyway, as many of you know, we have soups on on Tuesday. And as part of our missions um, outreach, we oversee soups on. And if you'd like to come and see what missions is all about, this is a great opportunity. It's local. You can just pop in, pop out. You can grab a, a bowl of soup. You can sit and chat to someone. That's really what our focus is, is to get to know the community and how we can serve and help our community here at home. We have our wonderful missionaries from overseas who are doing a great job, but we like to make sure that we're involved in our community here. Um, let's see. So what is the role of missions, which is what Debbie's going to talk about now? You're on page two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, so we are here to ensure that our missionaries are supported, both financially and spiritually, as best as Banff Park Church's ability is. We, um, as we move, oh, you're going to read this, aren't I you? Am. About going, this is what we're going to do in 2024. <laughs> okay, so as we look towards 2024, what is our goal as missions? Um, so Deb and I have come up with sort of like a plan that we would like to move forward with for 2024. Um, our plan is, um, Greg's going to speak later on in 2024 um, from Acts and missions and the Great Commission, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So as our missions team, that's also going to be our focus. And our focus is going to be to go. That doesn't mean to hop on a plane and go to somewhere tropical. And if that's where the Lord's leading you, that's great. But our focus is going to be mostly here on go at home in our community because our community does need Jesus and that can be as simple as talking to the person next to you in your office. It can be as simple as just riding on a chairlift with someone, asking them how their day is. It's not a big, you have to go and preach like Greg does on every, at every moment, but just sharing the gospel, if you can, sharing your heart, sharing what Jesus has done for you and how he's changed your life. So that's going to be our focus of our team in 2024 is to go to go you into all the world and preach the gospel, and that also means here in Banff. So a, a few little thoughts that we want to leave here before we show our, our um, little videos. If you have an idea for an outreach program, we would love to hear from you. Don't be shy. Talk to Jeanette or I, or let Greg know and we can contact you. Um, we just want to spread the gospel in the Bow Valley, and that's really important. We would like you to pray also, as these cards say, all our missionaries are on the back here. If we can get everybody praying for our missionaries, I know that they would so appreciate that. And there's, a, there's also um, a few challenges that our missionaries have put out to us. Um, as you will see in the little videos, Jenny will talk about what is on her heart, and Dwayne will talk about what he's doing these days, and they're pretty awesome projects that they've got going. So we just ask you to consider supporting them in these projects that they're doing. And if there's anything that you guys want to know more about missions, please come and talk to Jeanette or myself. So Greg's going to come up and do his bit with our showing the videos. <laughs> 
Thank you. Oh. Let's move that. Just before we show the videos, I do want to, I have to, say something. I want you to turn to Matthew 28, and the ladies just referenced this passage. We're just going to look at three verses, and I'm just going to share a little bit of what, um, exactly kind of what Jeanette said, is where we're headed in 2024 as a church. The things that we want to focus on, uh, what we believe God is calling us to. So there's two parts of missions that we really want to focus on. And usually when we think missions, we do think of missionaries. And and it's not less than that, certainly. It is a necessary thing that we support, that we send out, and that we have people going to the ends of the earth. But one of the neat things about where we live is the ends of the earth come here regularly, every week, every month, every six months. And we have opportunity to gather and to minister to and to show the love of God and to show them who Jesus is. And, and so we want to we phrase these things in a way that is helpful for us to consider that missions is not something out there. That missions happens here. That we are all part of missions in one way or another. So Matthew 28, this is 18 to 20 says this to us, Jesus is speaking here. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There's a couple of things in that that I want to highlight, and we talked about this on Tuesday at our uh, one young adult Bible study, is the world by and large right now, uh, people are looking for what is my purpose? What's my calling? What am I supposed to do? And that can be a daunting and difficult thing to figure out unless we read scripture because scripture tells us, here's your purpose, here's your mission, here's what you're supposed to do. And here's what God's going to do in and through us. And so if you're a Christian, if you submitted your life to Jesus and and you seek to follow him, well, then it's right here for us. Go and make disciples. Baptize them and teach them all that Jesus has commanded. And so I remember being at at a seminar once and a Greek expert kind of came up and he had spent so much time studying just these verses and, and he talked about this word go and we were kind of like, okay, I wonder, I wonder what the implications are to this Greek word and, and kind of how we should see it. And, and guess what go means? It means go. <laughs> right? Like it's not complicated. In, in fact, if you, if you kind of go into the grammar of it, it's, it's kind of an ongoing as you are going is how we could think of it. Is it's not meant to be this like, okay, I'm going to sit at home, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, and then, and then one day God's going to equip me, and then I'm going to go. It's, it's, no, it's as you are going. In Deuteronomy 6, there's a passage where it says that the, the nation of Israel, when they're with their children, they're supposed to be telling them the goodness of God in every aspect. As you walk along the road, talk to your kids. As you put your kids to bed and they're, they're in their bed and you're tucking them in, that you're supposed to talk with them. As you're outside the gates of the city, you're supposed to be talking with them. Well, nothing's changed between the Old Testament and the New Testament in that regard. 
is our calling is as we are going, make disciples. And the thing about Banff, and I've said this already, but the thing about Banff that is so neat is when we read the commission, maybe I should say this first, the commission means the implication is what? That we are all on mission together, right? That we all work together to accomplish this mission that Jesus has given us. But the nations, when we say go into the world and make disciples of all nations, well, the nations are here right now. I mean, in this room alone, we have many different nations represented. And so the calling is to us, go and make disciples. It means we have a responsibility in this. Yes, we want to send missionaries, but we as a church want to equip you so that you become confident in your own ability to share the message of Jesus Christ, that you know the gospel and so that you know it so well that it impacts your heart and you can't but help but want to share the hope that you have, share the purpose that you've been given. You know, God does things in a very unique way. Randy McLean and I have been working through a, a book together as elders, and, and this book has many short chapters, and when I say many, I mean there's a lot of chapters. And we got to this week's chapter, and this week's chapter, the title of it said, Missions. And I thought, man, I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. I did not think that. I thought, man, God is amazing how he orchestrates and brings this. And so on my heart, as I read this, I was being challenged. And John Piper wrote this in the book, and it'll be up on the screen, but I want us to dwell on it for just a minute here. He says, missions comes from being satisfied with all that God is for us in Christ and aims at helping others be satisfied with all that God is for them in Christ. Just kind of think that through and let that sink in. What Piper is saying, and and I agree, I think he's right, is the more that we understand the gospel, the more desperate we are for Jesus because the more desperate we realize we need Jesus. But also, the more that we understand the gospel, the more we see how much God loves us and how he's given us everything that we need and, and, and how he's using us and working in and through us And so when we become satisfied with God and all that he is for us, our heart will change and we'll want to share that message with other people. The challenge that I see is that in our world, especially in this part of the world, is materialism runs rampant and it competes with God. And so we say, man, if I only had more money in the bank, then I would be satisfied. Or if I had a, a, a better, more reliable vehicle, or if I had fill in the blank with whatever the thing is that your heart wants. The problem, of course, is that when you get that thing that you want, what happens in a few weeks? You've moved on from that thing because there's a new thing. That's our world today, isn't it? Stuff is meant to be replaced, to move on from, and we're enticed so quickly with that. But the thing is that only God satisfies us with any kind of long-term meaning. And so mission is birthed out of, I'm convinced of this, and this is what we're going to talk about in 2024, missions is birthed out of a correct understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to study. We're going to study it so much in 2024 that you're going to be sick of it. I really hope that's not true. But so much so that you you just know This is the gospel. I know how to articulate it. I know how to talk about it. I know how to share Christ with people, not because I'm gifted with my words, but because I'm so consumed with who Jesus Christ is. 
When we read the Great Commission, we can look at this and we go, man, that's intimidating. To go out into the world, to share the gospel with people who don't know, how, how can I accomplish that? Well, there's that last verse there when Jesus promises, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, Jesus didn't give us a commission and then say, I'll check in in 2,000 odd years and we'll see how you guys did. He says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. In fact, there's a verse in Acts 1.8, and we're going to talk about this a lot in January. And Jesus says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Notice where it begins. It begins where you are. And then it goes out from there, and it goes out from there, and it goes out from there. But it's not hinged upon you. It's the Holy Spirit at work within you. So we can read this and go, man, that's intimidating. I don't, I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know how to share about God's love. I don't want to offend people. And we can kind of think all those things through and make some excuses in that way. But we just finished reading the book of Exodus together. And do you remember someone who said the same thing? Moses at the burning bush goes, God, no, 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 no. pick somebody else right? Literally, I don't talk so good, is what he said, right? And who did Moses become? Potentially, outside of Jesus, the greatest prophet, the greatest prophet the Old Testament ever saw. Someone that God had indwelt, his spirit was in Moses, and and Moses had Aaron along with him. But as you read through Exodus, what you see is Aaron starts to take kind of a back seat. Because Moses learns to trust God. And though he doesn't talk good, God reveals to him, I will be your mouth. I will speak through you. And so this is the thing that I want us to think about as we think about missions, is that I have been called. It's not, it's not just give money to some missionaries who are across the world so that they can do ministry. Rather, it's partner with those people so that we can do ministry together. Them where they are, and us where we are. And so as we kind of watch these videos, and what we're going to do is we're going to show one video at a time, and I'm going to come up and I'm going to pray just really briefly for each of those missionary families that are represented. But my hope and prayer is that as you hear people passionately talking about Jesus and about the mission that they have been called to, I want you to think about your mission, to what have you been called? And so with that, I want to ask two questions that I just want you to dwell on as we watch these videos. Is first is, do you have a passion to see lost people saved? Because I think if we get too consumed on ourselves and we forget about the lost world around us, our compassion is going to wane. Our heart is going to be more focused on us than the world. The second thing I want to ask you this is, as this commission says, are you making disciples? So one writer said, we ought to be disciples making disciples who make disciples who make disciples who make disciples and so on. That's meant to be it. So are you intentionally making disciples? Is there somebody in your workplace? Is there a roommate that you have, a housemate that you live with? Someone that you interact with regularly that God has put on your heart? If we're not going to be intentional to make disciples, it's very unlikely discipleship is going to happen. So I want us to think about those two things. Do I have a heart for people to know who Jesus is? And is there somebody in my life that I can be intentionally discipling? 
Because as we watch the passion from these missionaries and the things that they have gone on to, that God has called them to, what my prayer is is that it invokes in us the same passion. And that we begin to look at our friends and our family and our housemates and our coworkers as our mission field so that we begin to learn to live missionally as we watch them. Let's pray quick and then we'll watch a video. God, as we consider this calling, this mission that you have given us collectively, God, would you give us courage and a passion to go to lost people and to try and help them see who Jesus is? Not to convince them that we're right and that they're wrong, but to show them who Jesus is. God, would you give us the words to say at the right times? Would you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, use our actions to show people of our love for them and our desire that they would know you? Would we really ask ourselves seriously, does my heart hurt for those who are lost and don't know you? And would we also ask, is there somebody that you have brought to my life that you have called me to disciple? Whether that means being the very first link in the chain where they've never even heard the gospel. Whether that means they're already a committed follower of Jesus but are seeking to grow and to learn. God, as we watch these videos now, would you renew within us a passion and an excitement to live missionally? Amen.